Hey everybody, and welcome to Podcast 149. This time I talk about the Titanfall beta. And I didn't really have anything else to talk about this time. So I thought maybe I would talk about the Hex Alpha. And sort of update on what I'm doing with the Hearthstone open beta. And that's all I can really think of to talk about this time. Hopefully you'll enjoy the show. Take my love, take my land, take me where I cannot stand. I don't care, I'm still free. You can't take the sky from me. Take me out to the black, tell them I ain't coming back. Burn the land and boil the sea. You can't take the sky from me. Titanfall launches in about three weeks. It will be out for PC, Xbox 360, and Xbox One. I guess I should note that I have only played about two hours so far. I would have played more, but my connection is really terrible, so that's all I've managed to play thus far. They kind of are having an open beta. If you registered for the beta prior to a certain date, everybody got in and your account was automatically flagged for access. Since it is due out in just a few weeks, this is probably more like an early preview or early access than it is not. I do expect they'll wipe the beta, you know, once it's done. But I really don't think there will be a whole lot that is different in release compared to now. There are some things to note or differences that will happen with the release that are not happening now. Like I know... Only a few of the Titans are in, not all of the Titans are in. I don't think all of the pilot equipment is in. And it's only PvP, there is no campaign. I don't know how much of a campaign there will be, but there is no PvE aspects in the beta. So there is quite a bit missing. It runs really smooth on higher settings on my laptop, which is probably about a lower mainstream current generation desktop. So I would think most people wouldn't have too much difficulty running the game. The games seem to go by really, really fast. I think they're only about 10 minutes each, which feels kind of really short to me. And I wonder if based on the fact that the games are really short and you're unlikely to see the players ever again, that this might foster sort of a indirect encouragement of not being very friendly towards other players. I have already encountered two games where people made not-so-friendly comments. It was just, you know, one comment each time, but the fact that the beta hasn't even been open for, you know, more than a few days and people are already insulting each other is kind of a bad sign. There will be tons of maps in the released game. I don't know how many are in the beta. I think I saw a mention of about 15 different maps. I think I've only seen about three or maybe four in the beta. I don't know if that's all there is. You know, I haven't played really enough to know for sure, but it seems like maps are quite interesting and varied. There are three match types. I'm pretty sure this is how it's going to be in the release version. There is one called attrition, where you get points for doing various things, and it's just a matter of how many points you get. There is one where you're trying to capture hard points, and you accumulate points based on how long you control those points. And the third one is called last titan standing, where everybody starts in the titan, and then it's just Whoever is, I guess, the last one alive wins for their team. When you start out, you get access to 
two pilot choices and two titan choices. I assume that's how it's going to be in the final game. Each one has a preset loadout in terms of equipment, so you can't change anything right away. A third choice unlocks after just a few games, I'd say maybe half an hour of play. And after you've played about an hour or two, quite a bit of stuff will unlock. My concern with the current unlocking system, again it's a beta so they could change, is you don't have any choice in terms of what unlocks. It's just all level based. Whatever level you are, it unlocks X item. You don't get a pick. So if you want a specific thing, you can't control when you get that specific thing. You just have your choice of what you've unlocked so far. It looks like the maximum level, again I don't know if it's just for beta or for the actual final game, is level 14. And I would guess, since I'm already level 9 and I've only played a couple hours, that you can probably get to maximum level in about 6 hours of play. Again, that's just a guess. I'm not there yet. I'll know you know, later in time when I do get there. But at my rate of progress, I I would guess that's probably about where it is, counting for, you know, higher levels taking longer to accumulate. After you get there, it seems like the game would just be a matter of which burn cards you choose to use, because you're already matched with, you know, whoever. It doesn't matter what level you are. So in terms of the matches themselves, you're always going to be facing the same kind of opponents. If you have not been following the game, Burn cards are single-use, single-life items, and as you gain levels, you unlock a number of slots. You can have a maximum of three, and these are, I think, randomly accumulated for doing you know, various things while you're in the match. But what you do if you want them is before a match, you go in, you select which one you want, and you put it into a slot. I think your first slot opens at level nine, and then during the match... Uh, When you spawn or if you die and you respawn, you can hold down a button and choose which burn cards you want to use. And it's very important to note that as far as I know, like I said, these are single life, single use items. So it doesn't matter if you use it or not when you're alive. You know, once you die and respawn, you won't have it that next time. So you'll need to be very careful which ones you pick and to be sure that you activate them, you know, while you're still alive. I have gotten quite a few. I've only used like one ever and I died pretty much after I activated it so I didn't even really get a chance to use it that much. So I don't know how interesting they would be to put into play because you die quite a bit. So I don't know. I've been holding them more than I've been actually using them because it seems like I'm just going to activate it and then I'll just die so fast I won't even get to use it. So it will be interesting to see how those work out because they're very different than a traditional talent system or something that would last, you know, the entire match. As I said, so far I'm dying quite a bit. I'm still pretty new. But from the reports, I would guess that I'm dying about 5 or 10 times a match, which means anywhere between once every other minute and once a minute. It seems more like, you know, I can respawn and die in like 15 seconds. It seems much faster than a minute. But you do seem to die quite a lot. It's certainly not something like, you know, Mass Effect multiplayer where you can live, you know, the entire match. It seems like it's kind of designed that you're supposed to die, you know, at least a few times. It seems very chaotic and so far the maps, while very diverse, seem kind of small because there's a lot of action concentrated in a, a small area. So it seems kind of difficult to sort of not die. 
That being said, it is a lot of fun. It's probably the most fun I've had since the first Tribes, which was 15 years ago. That was the same kind of thing. You'd die quite a bit in that one and respawn and then go out into battle and then, you know, die and respawn. There are only six human players per side, but there are a lot of AI fighting alongside you. So it does seem like quite a big battle. One thing I really like that is new that I haven't seen before is that depending on if you've won or lost, you either have to get to the dropship or blow up the dropship and stop the opponent from getting to the dropship. During this final bonus phase, if you die, you won't respawn. So it's very important during that last bonus period that you be super careful and you know achieve the goal you're trying to do. More often than not, the people who are trying to escape don't get to escape. I've made it out, I think, once in all the times that I've played. All of this being said, I don't really see myself playing it sort of long term. Even with a solid PvE solo player campaign, due to the extremely fast-paced chaotic nature, it's not really my style. I much prefer a little bit slower and more tactical style which would be something similar to Mass Effect 3 or the upcoming Destiny, which is due out in September, just seven months from now. I think the average first-person shooter fan would probably be very happy paying 25 to 30 bucks for this, but at the launch price, I think the more casual audience might feel it's a bit too fast and as such might feel like it lacks substance because you're just doing the same thing sort of over and over and the games are over really quickly. And so it seems kind of repetitive. Of course, with nearly a month until launch and an unknown amount of stuff left to go into the game, could be wrong. I guess we'll see. And I'll have sort of a final review once I've played that a bit. But if you've been looking forward to it, you might want to check it out and see if you have an invite or can get one. So you can check it out for yourself. So I don't have any notes for this, and I have only played for maybe two hours total, but I figured I would do sort of an early preview and ramble a little bit about Hex Shards of Fate, which is a digital collectible trading card game, and it had a Kickstarter a little while ago. You can't get in through the Kickstarter, but you can do this slacker backer thing for 50 bucks. That will get you a starter pack and a bunch of boosters, and access to the current test. The current test is a little bit different than how it will be at launch. Right now, all of the cards they have in the game are unlocked for everybody, so you get to see everything there is and make whatever deck you want. There is no PvE, as they are calling it, in the current test. And that will be, I think, where a lot of people spend their time, because you'll be able to play that one for free. I still have quite a bit of hesitation about Hex because there is a lot of monetization going on. The PvE, which is basically the single player stuff, has a different set of cards than what they're calling PvP. 
which is duels against other people or tournaments. So if there isn't a lot of crossover, there isn't really going to be any way for people who are free to play against you know, other live people. They'll be stuck to just playing AI. So I think that's going to be a big stumbling block. Everything is you know, behind a paywall, as it were. This is not a free-to-play game. You have to pay money to be able to play. If you want boosters, it doesn't matter how much you play. You're going to have to buy more. If you want to get in a tournament, you're going to have to buy whatever is required to get in a tournament. There is a real money auction house. So in theory, some stuff you get in free PvE play mode could be sold, you know, on the auction house and, you know, get real world money and then buy, you know, the PvP cards. But I don't know. Realistically, I don't see that happening. The boosters in theory or, you know, the cards you get... I I guess could transfer. They haven't stated how much, you know, PvP stuff is going to be strictly PvE play. So I don't know how feasible it is to play, you know, for free and do PvP stuff. I'm thinking it's it's going to be pay required at some level. And they're going to have a monthly subscription, which kind of looks like a good deal in terms of, you know, what you get for that subscription. But I don't know. I'm I'm kind of hesitant because, you know, there isn't any way to play for free. And, you know, granted, not every game on the planet should be free. But being, you know, 100% behind a paywall, I don't know if that's really the best way to go. I mean, they, they will have the PvE so people can do, you know, solo play against the AI and check things out and decide if it's something they might want to invest in. That will be, you know, free to get and free to check out. But a lot of people, you know, that I know personally and people I've heard, you know, talking about stuff are very afraid, you know, because back in the day, their previous collectible card game, which is usually Magic the Gathering, you know, cost them, you know, hundreds of bucks and they don't want to get into that kind of habit again. So I would be worried that this would be, you know, the same kind of thing, just digital. I also fear that it's kind of overly complicated. They are trying to match you know, with Magic the Gathering and other collectible card games in terms of, you know, those very deep strategies where you can just kind of mix whatever cards you want together. So they've got, you know, I I don't even know, probably like 300 cards and you can pick, you know, whatever you want to make a deck, at least, you know, right now because all the cards are unlocked. So it's very complicated and there's like six different kinds of, you know, effect kind of stuff they can have. Not to mention, you know, specific stuff on the cards. So it's really, really complicated. I don't see it appealing to a whole lot of people. Like I said, I've only played for a couple of hours. Mostly that's due to the fact that I'll go in and I'll sort of mess around with my deck and then I'll I'll pick a deck and then I'll try and play once or twice. And it just seems, you know, overly complicated. If you've ever played Magic the Gathering Online or Magic the Gathering Duel of the Planeswalkers, you are quite familiar with how interrupts and, you know, canceling other cards playing works. And there's a lot of passing during the play. So in a single turn, you know, I, I guess you can set this how you want. But you'll be like, pass, 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 pass. And you'll only play, you know, one or two cards in that time. And then the opponent's turn will come up and you'll still have to pass, you know, three or four times. Even if you can't do anything, even if you have no cards to play, you'll be passing, you know, quite a bit. 
And I don't know if that's really something they can change, because if the opportunity comes up for you to, you know, be able to interrupt something they do, you wouldn't want it to automatically pass because, you know, that tells your opponent you're never going to have that kind of card, or at least, you know, don't have that kind of card at the moment. So, you know, you wouldn't want to give away that information. So it seems overly complicated in some ways for people that really want that, I guess, rich depth, as many people describe it. You know, it's, it's something to look forward to. But for others like me, you know, who maybe that kind of confuses us and it's a little bit too much, you might want to approach it cautiously, maybe wait for it to come out, obviously, and, and try the PvE version for free and see, you know, if you feel it's overly complicated or just right. It seems pretty fun, but I don't think it's quite as fun as I thought it would be. It is still an alpha. I believe they've slowed down their production pace a little bit because Hearthstone is now out. And pretty much everybody is going to compare Hearthstone and Hex, even though they're, you know, very differently paced and very different target audiences. But I think they're working on a bunch of different stuff. You know, like I said, a lot of stuff isn't in the test right now. So we'll see if my opinion changes as time goes on. But I think for most people, it will probably be a bit too complicated. They are going for, you know, as deep as Magic is, which, you know, is a 20-year-old game. So there's a lot of history and a lot of sort of fine-tuning they've done in terms of how the mechanics work. So for somebody to jump into that, you know, basically, you know, 20 years of history, you know, even though this is a brand new game, they're still copying that kind of depth. I think a lot of people are going to be very confused by it. But if you are into collectible card games and you are curious to check it out, you might want to keep your eyes out for it. There's not a lot of news out for it right now. If you go to Twitch and look for it, there's usually not anybody streaming. But sometimes you can find one or two people. Though good luck with trying to find a good streamer. The streamers I've watched have not really talked about the cards. They've just kind of been playing. So it's not terribly interesting to watch if you don't know what's going on. But I'm sure as development continues, you know, news will ramp up and things will become more interesting. So if you were interested in checking it out, you might want to keep your eyes out. And of course, as the test, you know, progresses and becomes more interesting, I will talk about it probably as time goes on. So people might remember back in the day when I was talking about Hearthstone quite a bit, I said I might start talking about strategies or deck building, but I guess I'm kind of bad at it now that the ranks are pretty lively and there's quite a bit going on. I'm finding I'm not really getting out of sort of the lowest ranks. So I've been very hesitant to talk about, you know, strategies or deck building because I don't want to give people, you know, any bad ideas. So I still really love the game. I'm still an MVP in the forums. I'm trying to play as much as I can, but the connection at the coffee shop is just really terrible lately. Haven't been able to get very much regular play in. That's part of why I kind of stopped talking about it. 
And again, I guess I'm kind of bad at it, so I don't want to give anybody any <laughs> bad ideas, I guess. So I'm uh, probably going to talk about it more in the future, maybe when I get a little bit better, hopefully. And I've picked up a few podcasts that I'm listening to, and maybe those will give me some good ideas about how to sort of get better and fine-tune my own strategies. But I do love it quite a bit. I like that it's got some strategy, but it's not overly complicated. I like how it's sort of like you play your moves, and then you're like, okay, what do you got? And you wait for the other guy to go. I think it's very nice and quick and clean. Very good online translation of a digital card game. And I mentioned before, I think, that it's in open beta. So if you are curious to check it out, you can just go to the Hearthstone website and download it for free. And they aren't planning to do any more wipes. So it's basically soft launched. Whatever you get now and you collect and you, you know, build up in terms of free boosters and, you know, whatever you change in your collection will, in theory, be there to stay. So don't go, you know, dusting any cards you really like that you'll that you think you might get back later, because you're probably not going to get them back. The collection you have will probably be what you keep, and any money you put into your collection will, you know, stay there. Even if they do wipe it, you know, they'd refund it, and you could spend it again. Though you might not, you know, get the same exact cards. But like I said, they don't plan on wiping, so it should be pretty solid. You know, you'll you'll be able to keep whatever collection you have. There are some things I do wish they would add in. They don't have a traditional achievement system. That's always been something I've been sort of championing and trying to say, hey, you guys should really put this in there. I don't know why they don't have one. Seems kind of strange. But outside of that, there's not really any big complaints I have. I would like Death Knight, but they said that wasn't going to be in at launch, so that's not a big surprise. Monk is also on the way, so if you're into Monk... That's not going to make it at launch either. But I really like how things have been shaping up in terms of balance and how the play has been flowing. And I really love it a lot. It's a lot of fun. There's cool animations and cool sounds. I wish there were more musics. There's only one music track, which kind of makes you a little crazy if you listen to that for, you know, a couple hours a day. I suppose you could just, you know, turn it down or off and then listen to your own music. That's probably what most people do. But I tend to not do that, so I would prefer more music in there. There are still some things missing. There aren't any ranked ladder rewards yet. They're still working on those, so those aren't in yet. And there's some bugs. They're pretty rare. Don't alt-tab. That's the big one, because that makes graphics or text bugs come up. There are some desync issues with talking to the server so sometimes you might you know crash out or you know get a turn timer bug where it just sticks and nobody can go but those are really really rare I've never had any of those bugs well except for alt tab which you know I I just avoided then after but in terms of turn timer bugs I've never had a turn timer bug or a desync bug you know usually it's just the coffee shop can't hold me and it just drops me and that's it So like I said, if you were curious, do check out Hearthstone. It's been out in open beta, and you can just go grab it if you want. And like I said, it's basically soft launched. A few minor things might change here or there. But if you were interested in playing, you may as well just jump in and, you know, start building up your collection. And like I said, hopefully, you know, I'll get better at it and start talking about it on my podcast again. Right now, it seems like it's 
really, really tight because you only have 30 cards. And I think a lot of my strategies are kind of a little bit too big for 30 cards. I tend to go, oh, I want to do this, and I want to do this, and I want to do this, and oh, I have five card spaces left. So I think it's really just a matter of figuring out, you know, the perfect balance and the perfect synergy and really, really tightening things down. Like I said, hopefully those other podcasts I've started listening to will help me figure that out. And I will be able to pass that info on to my listeners. And hopefully you guys will have a better game as well. But if you were interested in picking it up, you can go do that. And hopefully you'll have as fun a time with it as I do. Or more. That would be cool. News this week is pretty much the same as last time. Thief for PC, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, Xbox 360, and Xbox One is due out next week. And Titanfall for PC, Xbox 360, and Xbox One is due out on March 11th. And that's it for the news. Klingon style. Klingon style. Come on, Rotten. Ikusaka Blajita. You will talk to Chocolate Cuckoo Kerbin Bajamau. New host of Nick Pormak. What much you could have Marush. Collet Hines Koplaje. Kudo Marush. What your Pormak Kopla. So I guess that's it for this Rabbit's Rattlings podcast. No Pirate's Treasure has been one in a while. I have a new cable for my microphone, so hopefully everything sounds okay. Did record this podcast in the middle of the day. Usually I do it at night. So hopefully there's not too many plane noises or ducks or crows or kids playing or other cars or whatever. Hopefully it all sounded okay. There's one thing that's kind of come up on forums. So I thought I might want to remind people about that. And that is that you might want to update and run your antivirus, anti-spyware software if you haven't in a while. I know mine kind of doesn't update automatically. It's a free one, so not a big deal. It's supposed to also run at a certain time, but I don't know if it ever does. So this is just a reminder, if you do have such an antivirus, you know, be sure to run that every now and then and be sure it's updated. If you don't have one, I would suggest getting one. I use SpyBot Search and Destroy. And like I said, that's free. I'll have a link in my show notes so you can go get it. But I just thought I'd mention that because sometimes it comes up in tech support. People are having, you know, weird issues. They can't run the game or they get conflict warnings. So sometimes, you know, the antivirus can interfere with that. You might need to shut it down when you're playing games especially if you're playing a beta or alpha game. It might not, you know, recognize it as a valid thing, and it might think it's a virus. So you'll always want to be sure to keep that as updated as you can. I know most of the pay ones automatically update, but I don't know. I've never been really overly impressed with the pay ones. 
And now most of them have just gotten so expensive it's not even worth it. But I guess that's it for this week's Rabbit's Ramblings podcast. Not really much going on with my life. I'm just pretty much doing my test games and that's it. Thief comes out next week, so I'll have that to play and talk about. That will be lots of fun. And who knows what other tests I might get into that I can talk about in the meantime. But hopefully everybody out there is having an okay time with whatever you're playing or watching or doing. And hopefully I'll see everybody next time. Okay, thanks, bye. Which is a collectible, which is a, I guess, yeah. But it's a mystery, and I don't like mysteries. Give me a bellyache, and I got a beauty right now. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbits ramblings dot html when you type rabbits ramblings don't use the space if you would like to send me an email you can do so at rabbit at rabbit dot com if you like my page you can also post on facebook at rabbit dot com you can follow me on youtube at rabbit dot com be sure to put the number 1 in place of I anytime you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright 2014 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license. <laughs>